North-South Connection, emphasis on South this episode. It's Friday, and you know what that means. It's time for the AEW Podcast. I am Jordan Duncan, one of your two hosts, Single J, Jordan Duncan, along with uh, A-N-D-R-E-W-W-R-I-C-H-E, Andrew Rishi. Andrew, what's up, man? <laughs> Is that how I say my name with like, with the at, with the at, with the double E's and the W? Like, Only while intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this. yeah. Uh, obviously, the joke is uh, the big debut. Oh man. I mean, do we just start start off by crapping on the company? Well, like... <laughs> it, it, it's not a debut. It's just he's just there. He's just yeah. always there. Yeah. You know, I feel you know, like you it's know, you know that joke in Monsters Inc. where she says, "I'm always watching." <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is always watching. <laughs> yeah, if you if you are late to the party, Jeff Jarrett made his AEW Dynamite debut uh, by attacking. What? Yeah, by attacking uh, Darby Allen, and uh, seems to be poking poking the bear at a little program with Sting. He didn't just poke the bear; he literally like he poked the back of Darby Allen's head. He was like. Yeah, it was funny. I was watching with my son, and he said, "Darby Allen, as you sit in a pool of blood." And I didn't see it until they cut to the over, like over top of the ring angle. I'm like, he really is in a pool of blood. That's gross. (laughs) Like someone needs to check on him. Like I think (laughs) actually, I think actually Sanjay did. Like if you watch it, Sanjay's like bent over, kind of like trying to look menacingly over at him, and then he has this moment where he's like looks at the agent, like, "Uh, "Should we get somebody?" (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, Darby's bleeding again. Cut to Mox backstage, furious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was to start the second Dynamite since we last talked. Um, yeah. it, I don't know. I mean, it's it's Jay. I have but, a few um, different thoughts, and I guess my thoughts will determine which direction I go in the coming weeks. You know, um, Sorry to over-talk you there, but first thought is if oh, he's no. a weekly, every week performer, I hate it. If it's more of a backstage role, I can live with it, you know. But we'll we'll see, yes. I guess. I I have a conspiracy theory though. Sure, I have one too. You go first. Oh, here's mine. So, think about the words "all elite wrestling." A double L E L I T. I'm from the south. I can't go. I'm not. I'm not gonna keep. I'm not gonna spell wrestling. That's too far. <laughs> um, but think about this. How many E's? How many of the letter E mm-hmm. is in Jeff Jarrett? J E double F J A double two. That's how many E's are in all elite wrestling. Okay? Oh my god! We're on to something here. Okay. Um, <laughs> how many T's are in Jeff Jarrett? Double T. There's two T's in all elite wrestling. Oh my god! <laughs> how many A's are in Jeff Jarrett? J E double F A J A just one, just one. Just one. Just one A in all elite wrestling. Now, here's where I have to kind of bend the rules. If you take a J and you turn it sideways, it looks like an L. Okay. How, if that's the case, how many L's replace, replace J's are in Jeff Jarrett? There are... Wait, no, actually. Wait. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, a conspiracy. <laughs> here's, here's my conspiracy. Okay, it goes to who owns all elite wrestling? Tony Khan and right. Sahid Khan. Yep, and they also own a professional sports team, the NFL team. What's that team? The Double J. The Jacksonville Double J Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. 
I think that we figured it out. The Double J's. That's what they're going to call them moving forward. Trevor Lawrence and the Double J's. Yeah, but at least Jeff Jarrett won a title. It was in a down year, but at least they won one. That's true. Do you think we'll ever see Trevor Lawrence in an all-elite wrestling ring? No, yeah. no. I know that he's taken pictures with some of the personnel before. Um, we saw that really dumb one with Urban Meyer, right? Uh, in the in the uh, in the second uh, stadium stampede match, I remember that. Yeah. Doug Peterson was like, "I ain't doing that shit." Hey, <laughs> hey, not to bury the lead of Jeff Jarrett, but we also saw Lamar Jackson on Dynamite, so we got one in a full quarterback down. That was nuts. Like, yeah. so that was during the 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 Dynamite episode that the ball same one with Jarrett. Yeah, and it was John Moxley and Lee Moore. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I, I got to say this. So, like, when I see these moments where the, the announcers are kind of going through their spiel and the wrestlers are wrestling and they're not trying to – and they're not, like, distracted by anything, so it's not kayfabe, and you just see the crowd start to rise. Like, from the Monday Night Wars, that always meant there was a fight. Yeah, like, exactly. There was, like, a huge brawl or a Donnie going on where the security had to come and drag him away, and they start cheering and cursing and all this I stuff. I thought it was Ace Steel back for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so the moment I saw that, I didn't put two and two together. So I was just like, oh, okay, some there must be some kind of a brawl going on or yep. someone flashed – or some woman flashed people. I don't know. Yep. Um, but um, – because that happened in the 90s too, kids. Um, <laughs> but Lamar Jackson, yeah, just – scoots on by and then jericho called him out and he kind of chuckles i don't think he even heard what he said no i don't either uh it was funny the crowd started chanting mvp because they think he's the mvp but as a wrestler i'm like mvp's in the wwe are we getting the nwo well if if chris jericho had actually taken out lamar jackson i would have been happy because he played the saints on monday and absolutely killed us yeah they they dominated yeah i would have much rather play the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I uh, I lost my fantasy football matchup in my home league because Isaiah likely did not get enough points. So yeah. I also, too, wish Lamar Jackson would have been eliminated. Oh, by, he's, uh, he's incredible. We already talked about how Pat Mahomes, because he had another one of those games on Sunday night against the Titans where it's, well, by the way, just he, takes threw over, 69, he threw 69 passes, which is nice. Yeah, but, crazy. Um, but, uh... The thing with uh, Mahomes, it's like he gets bored. It's like, oh, okay, time to come back and it's, win. It's like Curry. Yeah, it's like Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph Curry just had a 47-point game. Yeah, so. if you need 47 points to beat the Kings, uh, something's going wrong with the team. <laughs> <laughs> they they lost to the Pistons. They lost yeah. to the Detroit Pistons. Pretty handily. I think they are not playing any defense whatsoever so far. That's my no. son's early season analysis. Is uh, yes. no defense from the Warriors, but yeah. Uh, anyways, back to the start. Jeff Jarrett is in All Elite Wrestling. He's got a title, uh, Director of Business Development. So, what do we think that means? Do do we Get think the Impact Library? Oh, <laughs> that's what I think. That's it actually means. pretty smart. You know, I think that's all it is. Yeah. Get the Impact Library. Okay, He's is Jeff Jarrett the owner state- of it? Is he like he had a stake through the Anthem deal, but I don't know if it's been liquidated since. Okay. So I don't I don't want to act like I know. Even if it just opens an inroad to easy access to it, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Because I I might be the last guy still holding out belief that the Ring of Honor name was purchased for a streaming service down the road. So uh, if you have. 20-plus years it, of Ring of Honor plus 20-plus years. Gosh, 20 As years long as we don't see a six-sided ring in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> yeah. I think we'll be okay. you got to understand, Jeff Jarrett, I mean, I joke about this, but Jeff Jarrett is like a virus. Like, 
once he's in, you can't get rid of him. Why right. do you think Triple H fired him? Because he was like, he was like the he was the coordinator of live events somehow, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's the special guest referee at SummerSlam. <laughs> like this guy just finds a way to talk himself into the room. And you he's got he's got bigger him. arm muscles than the guy most of the guys in the in the ring right now. So yeah, I mean, I like the idea of being the last outlaw. Also, Conrad smartening up all these smarts so that they basically know. Okay, I know how to game the system and make fans like me and listeners like me, but I'll find a way to my, make myself relevant again by using Conrad. Right. I mean, literally every single person he's hosted a show with has done it. It's yep. it's hilarious. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh gosh. Are you choking on those slap nuts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he he used that line of like, <laughs> oh gosh. So unbelievable, and the and the promo was too long. The promo was too long. Yeah, it, too long, and the stupid Cole Carter Sting reveal that went over like a fart in church, man. Like, so first of all, he's not in the firm. No, the, um, he's not. Well, no, he. I, I said, let me take it back. He was in the Trust Busters, right? I don't even know, man. I. He, or he was in that or the factory. He was in one of the, the other. Factory. He was in the factory because they said that's Cole Carter of the factory. He was in one of the, the dark jobber stables. And yeah. all of a sudden he joins the Jay Lethal stable. It's like, no, you can't join two stables. This right. is in New Japan. So <laughs> here, here's the thing about reveals that Tony Khan needs to learn. If someone's going to take off a mask and reveal themselves, make sure it's someone that the crowd knows who it is or cares who they are. <laughs> like, I right. think half the crowd didn't know him and the other half said he sucks. So, not, not well, also, like, I, I guess he has because here's the thing they've done these mass things before, but I remember he did one with Mercedes Martinez. But I think I might want to take this back, but I think it was at Daly's place when they didn't have fans. So, of course, you can kind of like, yeah, you, think, can, you can get oh, away with this that. Seems good, but you because you don't have fans to bounce it off of, right? But yeah, it's got to be someone notable, like the most, the greatest one ever may have been the Vince one. The Vince one with the hood, yeah, uh, for the higher power. That was the best. one. That was a good one. Uh, I, even though the storyline ended up being horrible in the feud, I loved when DDP was revealed as the stalker in two thousand two. I think. Yes. Uh, that the was Miz as, the Miz as the luchador. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and while it was slightly different, again with DDP when he was feuding with Savage in WCW and was came it was dressed as Laparca. And pulled yes, off the mask and I hit him with the diamond that. cutter. All time great. He just suddenly gave him the diamond cutter. Yeah, and, what a great nitro, <coughs> nitro moment. Um, and then there was a re- like one in All In involving Jericho and Penna that I thought was really good. Yeah. So, where he was um, dressed as Penna when the lights came back. <coughs> Man, I can't shake this cough. <coughs> Sorry, uh, I don't have COVID. I told you, I told you, Jeff Jarrett's like a virus. Once I you, know, right? Once you speak his name, you can't get rid of him. I know. Ain't I great? What, what the heck? Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> but, how many J's are in a box of cylind? So how it all came about is that Darby Allen's been f- sort of feuding with Jay Leith. I wouldn't even call it a feud. It's like they've had like three segments where they've interacted. Like and, a heater, yeah. yeah. And Jay Lethal basically said, I know someone who knows your secret. So he kind of hinted that he was bringing someone in. So they have a singles match. Uh, near the end of the match, um, and there's one spot I do want to talk about that was pretty fun. Uh, this Cole Carter comes out dressed like Sting. God bless Tony Schiavone. He still fell for it. You know, <laughs> he the fake Sting always fooled Tony in WCW. And even still, he's like, that's Sting! 
not stinging. I wish he would do it. I wish he would have done it in like a questionable way, like that sting. Right. right. (laughs) That would have been good. Cole Carter reveals. Then Jeff Jarrett comes out, sort of dressed uh, like I don't know, like the Undertaker, almost with a long black coat. That's what he was doing at GCW. Yeah. So he's doing this thing where he's like the last outlaw. He's like this renegade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he basically gets on the mic and tells Darby that his greatest weakness is Sting himself. So looks like we'll have a tag. My guess would be Darby and Sting against Lethal and Jarrett. Um, and if that's all we get out of Jeff Jarrett, like a one-time bump, maybe at the pay-per-view where winner's coming, whatever. I can live with it. Uh, well, I, I, I just hope it doesn't end in another Sting-Jeff Jarrett match. We've seen that in like two different promotions now. Do you remember <laughs> again. Do you remember WCW when it was like the many faces of Sting? and like? Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Gosh. We had a friend whose avatar was Jeff Jarrett dressed as Sting. Right, yeah. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> who, which one, who was that? On the, that the... was, um, I want to say it was Travis Banks. Okay, okay. Shout out I to think. the blog of Doom. All right, Scott Keith era. <laughs> but I just remember, uh, yeah, but it's like, God, like, like Jeff Jarrett just follows Sting everywhere he goes. Right? <laughs> I mean, and it's like but some feuds make sense. Did... Yeah. Some but feuds make is, sense because they're long-term, but then some is just need to end. Right. And the other thing, too, is that um, Darby is sort of, like, not broken off with Sting. I, it's just a kayfabe reason. Maybe because Sting's just taking a break. Hey, I don't think we've seen Sting since Grand Slam. I wonder if his contract is up. Or, I mean, if his contract was up, I don't think they would have brought him up. Yeah. No, so I, I, I guess maybe he's just taking a break yeah. because he's already fulfilled his dates for the year. Well, they've been working smaller awesome. arenas, too, so maybe there's just not enough balconies, you know, <laughs> for him to dive off of. <laughs> It's like that ramp is not high enough. <laughs> right. Uh, can I mention one moment in the uh, in the match, though? I love the Darby Cannonball suicide dive, but I really liked it off Sotnam Singh with the, like, it's Sotnam just no-sold it like he... He bounced off of him like it a was beach ball. Great, dude. That's Sotnam Singh's highlight so far at this point in his career. But <laughs> doing really... nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sotnam, stand still. <laughs> Okay, boss. Well, well, I, there's there had to be some art to that. Like Darby had to make sure to at least like alleviate some of the yeah. velocity right when he hit him. Because if he hit him at full blast, I mean, Saddam's a big dude. Yeah, but he's but gonna take a step back. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, that had to hurt. So it was actually like, I bet there was some like rehearsal put into that. Yeah, and Sanjay was pumped. Like when he when it went over, he was like, yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Like crowd like he it was too. so pumped yeah. up. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah, I got a good reaction. I thought the match was okay. I thought it was too obsessed with story. Yep, because it was I agree. Like, Jeff wasn't involved in the, the finish finish. It was the Cole Carter thing. Right. And so it was like they, they were talking. They were trying to, like, get that over. And, and like, like we said, too, like, it played off, like, the big blow off to a feud. But they basically had, like, three segments total. Like, there's not really much to this feud. Like, that's it. Like... I don't know. Yeah, it just feels like we're missing some pieces to the story for it to be. Complete. I wonder if Jeff. I wonder if Jay Lethal finds someone in a bathroom stall, and if the door is closed, he just pulls the legs and gives him a figure four leg box just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> he did it to Darby twice. He did it under the railing, and he did it underneath that garage door. Yeah, yeah. I did like Darby wearing the the rib tape to sell that beating a little bit. He did. But, yeah, um, he had. The, it wasn't DDP level, but it was close. Right. Speaking of DDP. Uh, hey Andrew, uh, today's election day. Um, did you vote in your local elections? 
I did, yes. I did. I voted for Gretchen Whitmer to be in an ambulance match. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I put it on my that Facebook. Sounds like a, that sounds like a Taboo Tuesday. I, did, I went on Facebook. I found a picture of a Taboo Tuesday vote, and I put it on Facebook and said, hashtag I voted. So <laughs> I wrote well, in Trevor say, Murdoch for governor. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. So in our um, in our district, um, we our zip code is right outside the district, so they know this based off of your precinct. So they had this one pool for uh, a, some position called alderman i don't know have we ever had an alderman in professional wrestling we've had tax people we've had politicians we've had moguls have we ever had an alderman i don't even know what they do yeah i thought that was a dog when you said alderman i thought you were mispronouncing former nba coach rick adelman that's what i thought (laughs) (laughs) anyway so they um they had an alderman position with about like um because louisiana's got like a you know you have like a bunch of lists of people that you can pick pick from you know right. it's not uh it's not a nominee right it's a junk primary and one of them was pat patterson oh and i couldn't vote for it because i was out of the precinct <laughs> i wanted to vote for pat patterson that would be awesome man i think i'm gonna go see if i can re-vote and write in pat patterson on all the ballots <laughs> one of the things we voted for was circuit court judge um and it was kind of funny like our wayne county circuit court that's the county that detroit's in it's select no more than 15, so I could vote for 15 judges, and I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, so I started counting. There's only 15 listed total, so I can vote for all of them? <laughs> like, that's not really voting. That's... <coughs> I voted I for Judge uh, Jeff I would have voted for someone whose last name was Short, so he could be something Short Circuit Judge. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a Judge Skywalker here in Detroit, which I always thought was kind of a cool visual, like that he used a lightsaber gavel. You know? Right. I mean, listen, didn't King get reelected? Probably. Yeah, uh, I mean, listen, I mean, it, it doesn't – people think politics is hard. It really isn't. Again, King yeah. got elected. Yeah, like pretty handily. I was uh, reminiscing today about when Hangman Adam Page uh, went at him on Twitter, which, by the way, Hangman Adam Page deleted his Twitter. Um, oh, no. I think it might be – I don't think it's wrestling. I think it's like an Elon thing because uh, – Maybe maybe from the concussion he forgot what his password was. <laughs> Cowboy something. Oh, spit? yeah. <laughs> Cowboy so, spit? <laughs> so Elon Musk is suspending accounts that impersonate other people. Yeah. Which is That's odd. great. Yeah. So they should, uh, they should suspend his account for impersonating a CEO. Uh, uh, or a human being. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, do you think we should pool our money and get blue checkmark for $8 a month and make an, uh, a, you know what that means, blue checkmark Twitter account? Well, here's the thing about checkmarks, though. Mm-hmm. So, remember when they had the hacker and he hacked the checkmarked accounts? Oh, yeah. And, it, and like, Meltzer was, like, looked like a genius because he was the only <laughs> wrestling he never got verified. Because <laughs> he never got verified, so he was just like, I'm still here, and all the other check blue checkmark, like, wrestling scoopers are gone from Twitter for, like, two hours. <laughs> and like, I can't type my new tweet! <laughs> Fightful is learning something and no one can know! <laughs> Fightful is learning. Now, um, um, I don't think it's worth the... I don't think it's worth the verification. No, I don't. I, I think we, I think we're certified G's and bona fide studs. That's <laughs> true. That's very true. You can't teach that. <laughs> this here is Jordan Duncan, and he's five foot eight. Those, and you can't. Are afraid all five of my followers. I am not leaving Twitter. I am not leaving. Yeah, I see everyone doing this. I'm like, I'm like, the... uh, I'm like Leo DiCaprio in the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. <laughs> right, I'm not leaving. 
I'm not, I see everyone wringing their hands and saying they're going to leave because Elon's going to make it a cesspool. And it's kind of like, it it's is. always been one, man. <laughs> You just cartered off your corner with muted words and stuff, so you had no idea what was going on on the other side. Right, exactly. Um, like, they have a new one. Did you see this? There's a liberal parlor now. It's called Mastodon. I did. I, I, I heard about that. So, um, listen, man, I think we're coming up with some good wrestling game. Let me write down. The Alderman, the Mastodon. I think we should CC Tony Khan uh, when I send the, the email file to Justin and be like, hey, Tony, there's some really good gimmick ideas in here. How did Drake Wirtz do in his district? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Dude, uh, if you're QAnon and you can't win a district in Florida, then you really failed. Yeah, you're horrible. You're trash. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get back to wrestling. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about a couple things. Obviously, the main thing coming out is uh, MJF and John Moxley are going to headline Full Gear. And I say that's the main thing coming out because as of right now, I think it's the only thing cemented, written in ink for Full there, Gear. There, there's, one, there's one other one so far, and that's Tony Storm oh, yeah, versus yeah. Jamie, Jamie Hayter. And then they, at the very last minute at, on Rampage, they just kind of tagged on this backstage segment. And it's going to be a four-way match for the Ring of Honor title, and it's going to be Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Sammy Guevara, and Claudio Castagnoli. Oh, that's official. Okay. That is officially official. It got the JPEG and everything, yeah. yeah. That feels gross. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, weird, but here's the thing. You know, they got a Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up, Final Battle. Yep, it, pretty I soon, mean, less than a month know. away. Right, so like, what's the point of taking the title off of Jericho? So it's right. a slam dunk he's going to win. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I assume, hmm, does he pin Claudio? That makes the most sense. Well, he was trying to, so the kayfabe of it is that, um, or the narrative of it is that Jericho wants Sammy to do the honors the way that Garcia uh, would have done it. And right. Sammy seemed a little flippant about it. It's like, dude, I've I, I just got suspended. Now you're asking me to do jobs. <laughs> I just got suspended <laughs> for getting punched. <laughs> <laughs> now you want to give me a Judas effect with right. me unprotected? Well, let's stay let's stay at Jericho before we get back to the MJF stuff. Then, um, so this also path dynamite. I felt like this was a little bit cheeky. He had been announced as facing an ROH champion originally. I swear it said ROH World Champion. So you and I racked our brains about the world champions, and then I think they changed it to just be yes. any ROH champion. And of course, we got the return of Boom Boom, Colt Cabana, the best in the world. Yeah, <laughs> the best in the world. Uh, talk about saying on air, "Punk is gone, Punk is gone." Uh, long live the elite uh even more so than the little vignettes showing them which there was another one of those yeah so they they've been these that started with the show before that the the quote-unquote uh dark dynamite which was in um yeah which was Norfolk, virginia but they had a very short thing and then they had a more expanded one on the next show yeah. where like the eat is like it's like sizzles out like oh the elite are like the wayward sons by the way they trade uh the youngest trademarked the term wayward sons Hmm. So I wonder, I wonder if we're gonna get uh, <laughs> you know they love those seventies rock songs. Carry they got, on my way, Let me tell you this. I know we're getting off track. I gotta say this, man. You know how the Steelers love to play Renegade? Yeah, that would have been a great song for Hangman Page. Oh, that would be good. 
Yeah. That would have been absolutely perfect. I don't know if he would have liked it, but yeah. like, uh, but anyways. <laughs> now I got the I got the check chair. <laughs> the virus is the virus <laughs> is seeping in. Yeah, Justin, if you're listening to this, it's too late. The, the file that I sent had a virus attached <laughs> to it. It's the Jeff Jarrett virus. Should we call it Jarrett nineteen? <laughs> Jarrett, Jarrett twenty. Jarrett, Jarrett twenty twenty two. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Uh, we are um, talking about the elite we're talking, and we were talking about the elite and how it looks like they're going to be like coming back. Um, but back to Colt. I thought the match was fine. He got a nice moonsault in. It yeah. was about ten minutes and totally inoffensive. I enjoyed the uh, Dalton Castle one more. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yep, same. But here. it wasn't bad. It was just more like of a TV showing, and you know, Cole did look legitimately emotional. Yeah. Like he looked happy to be in television. Well, you know what? I, I think the crowd reacted to him really well, which yeah. I think is a telling sign moving forward. Because something I've wondered is, okay, the news has come out that the elites coming back, that Pun's gone. When CM Punk left WWE, crowds chanted his name for years and years. So I wondered if AEW was going to have to deal with the same thing. Are crowds going to start chanting for CM Punk? The only time that might Chicago, be an issue is when they go back to Chicago. Which is coming up. Year. Yeah, which is yes. coming up. So, that might be problematic. Yeah, I'm actually really interested in, in how they handle that one and if the crowd does chant for it. And then I wonder, too, like if one crowd chants it, it might get a ball rolling, so I wonder if they're going to have to deal with this for a long time moving forward. But I think Punk, not Punk, but Cabana being on TV and the crowd popping for him with the babyface pop and no CM Punk chance, I thought was very telling that like the crowd didn't really want to make it about Punk. So um, that that that's interesting to. But it was good to see him, and he wasn't involved obviously with Dark Order, even though he right. is like unofficially with Dark Order. This was right. just a a solo deal. Kind of had his. He had different Tron music too. Um, it seemed like uh, just more in tune with his Ring of Honor character, being sort of like this like, like colorful, really like ball colorful, yeah. goofy guy, yeah. right? He had some nice like I, I love his pin when he does the Superman dive when he yes. rolls up their their He's legs. Always I think it's been like uh. He's a very kind of polarizing wrestler. I know some people who really hate watching Cole Cabana matches. Because they hate comedy wrestling. Comedy wrestling. And even like the the, – he takes a lot from like British style. Like stuff he does looks very different. From Um, chanceries and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So like even like the Billy Goat's Curse, like his submission and stuff. I wouldn't say I'm like a huge fan of Cole Cabana, but I think he's interesting to watch. I don't – I think he fades, though. He's like a flavor of the month. Like, I can take him in small doses, but if he were to become a weekly character, and I doubt that he'll be a weekly character moving forward, I think yeah. the, the bloom would be off the rose fairly quick. But but this is but this, what was cool about this is that, like you said, like the thing, the problem with the character has always been that it's hard to take him seriously. Mm-hmm. And then you see him sort of breaking up on stage because he's, like, legitimately moved by the fact that people missed him. And I right. thought that was kind of cool. It was good to see... It was good to see him sort of thrown off a little bit and say, "Oh wow, it's it's good to be back. It's good to be back in in, in a ring because he hadn't been in a ring. I mean, look, people can speculate rampantly about any as much as they want. I'm going to ask you to in just a second, actually. <laughs> CM Punk being there was the reason Cole Cabana was not on television. Period. Right. End of story. Let's and, be. And I, I tend to believe that it, it wasn't Punk verbally saying get him off tv it was the elephant in the room right but it was yeah. more of a okay we got punk here we gotta maybe take colt off the road you know right 
Right. Um, <clears throat> so here's I, I did say I'm going to ask you to verbally to speculate wildly. Oh, great. Um, do you think that they originally did have a former world champion scheduled to face Jericho? But then as word got out that Punk was gone and things were getting wrapped up there, do you think they pivoted to Cabana as a signal to the fans as like a wink and a nod? That's possible. I think he had that in mind in advance. I, You know, there's a rumor that came out that Punk, and I don't believe this though, just to be fair, that the AEW and CM Punk were not even in contact since the fight. I do not believe that. Like, yeah, I no. think they were in constant conversation, including Tony and Phil. Like, I think they were constantly trying to work out something that would be, like, a resolution for all this. And they just they just couldn't get over the whole fact that, like, the, the relationship between the Bucks and Kenny and Punk were, was untenable. Um, I, do, I do believe, because you and I looked this up personally, mm-hmm. that there was no lawsuit filed. I yep. believe that one. Yep. Because if so, we would have. I think people would have found it. Would reach so. and burn Duncan on the case again. <laughs> <laughs> Better call. <laughs> Better call reach and Duncan. <laughs> but no, I I think there was a threat of it for sure. I yeah. um I don't know if it came from Matt and Nick or from Kenny from getting bit or from Punk because he claimed that his dog's teeth got knocked out yeah that was another one that i think is just a bad look for punk it was kind of like i am a, not going to ever mock animal abuse because not yeah. cool yeah but do you think the bucks super kicked the dog <laughs> <laughs> uh no i think that a box he hit it with a king kong larry and it didn't sell it right <laughs> Oh, Larry. I actually saw a pretty funny <laughs> I actually saw a pretty funny meme because one of the things that Punk said about Hangman Page was he never said him by name, but he said uh tell me if you heard this where Page said, "Well, I don't really listen to veterans all that much." Do you hear that line? Yes. So yes. I saw a funny he meme. He had this he had this long thing about Terry Funk in the press conference. Yeah, I saw I saw because you not listen to Terry Funk. I saw a picture of Mox and Page in the ring and somebody added like cart comic book word bubbles and Moxley says Hey man, you should duck this Larry and Paige says, I don't listen to veterans. <laughs> <laughs> we can joke because um, uh he is uh, appears to be on the road to recovery soon. Circling yeah. back, I think that they were li- he was literally like Tony had like a list of like ROH guys and he literally realized I have none left to face Jericho. Well, the, so the, this is the only one I have. The left. one that I think he could have plugged in is Christopher Daniels. Maybe. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean then you got to start dipping into Samoa Joe, and I don't think they want to do that. I don't yeah, know what his... Yeah, cry- and, you, and you have to pay for the cryogenic chamber to reawaken <laughs> Christopher Daniels' old carcass. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't even get the full one. Like, the the, the bad eye st- stays. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Samoa Joe, man, what is Tony's obsession with this guy like? Uh, I think from a listener and hit standpoint, he's a needle mover. But yeah. not on the level of, like... Soraya or Punk or um, the Bucks. Like, I think Joe is just this recognizable name that when people see him, they pay attention. And I guess they have these, like, number crunchers that say, yeah, this guy is someone that people will pay attention to. I also see a very small smidget of, like, dissension between Warlow and Joe. Yeah. Uh, My hot take, or maybe it's not a hot take, is that Joe might be a needle mover and a name, but nothing more. Like, I think... Samoa so Joe's AEW run has been pretty, he, 
pretty bad. His match with Brian Cage main evented the Dynamite yes. in um, Baltimore. It was a disappointment, and it wasn't Brian Cage's fault. <clears throat> Brian Cage, actually, he did a fucking no-hands plancha. Yeah. Let, let me just say this. Uh, if this is your first time listening to... This is our 31st episode of the uh, You Know What That Means podcast. If this is your first time listening, we are not usually such negative Nellies. We, if anything, I feel like we may be painted as too much of AEW fanboys, but I think we're pretty fair, and it's going to come off a little What's, negative because... Bad is bad. We've watched enough wrestling in our lifetime. Bad is bad. Right, yeah. The last couple weeks away. have not been good. Like you and I said before no. we got on the air, this past Dynamite that was headlined by Joe and Brian Cage was... mid. I think it was probably the worst Dynamite of 2022, honestly. Okay. Maybe there's others that aren't coming to mind, but it was just nothing after nothing after nothing. Yeah, it was, like, so inconsequential. Yes, now, the yes. one before had a very good match between Swerve and Arglor and FTR. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a couple, I mean, they had Danielson and Guevara. I like, Pen- and, I like Penta and um, Moxley as Mox. well. Mox. Yep. Yeah, that, like, they, they, they had some decent um, things going on in that one, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't something that I immediately, like, flocked to the moment I, it was DVR'd. Sure. Like, you know, when I got back to it. But, you know, like, the other one, the one after that, yeah. Like, I, it was it was just hard for me to get motivated to watch it because I could just see from the lineup and then see how it was executed. The biggest thing came out of the Jared segment, which was a surprise, and it was the opening segment. Right. So it's it's the drizzling shits from there. And, it, and, it, and that's exactly what happened. Right. There was, like, nothing – like, usually Tony does his – books his shows where it's, like, you start strong, which he did, yep. and you finish strong. Which he didn't. Right. And so when you have, like, a good start to it, and then you have nothing, 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 and then the main event, nothing, it almost makes you feel like, God, I just literally wasted an hour and a half of my time. I agree. Yeah. And I think we're kind of getting into, uh, you know, any book, any booker, any creative mind gets in a rut. And I think the rut we're seeing right now is heel group beatdowns. Um, yes. We've got The Firm. We've got... Uh, Powerhouse Jer- Hobbs. Yeah, the Jericho Appreciation Society. We've got the Embassy. Like, that's three heel groups that do beatdowns just about every week. <laughs> you know, uh, I do like I do like the addition of Hobbs. I guess to the Embassy. It looks like we're gonna get Hobbs Wardlow. Um, yeah, just because, but would, not because I, I think be it makes sh- sense. I just like Hobbs. You know, I like, wouldn't be shocked that that was Hobbs Wardlow and Joe. Yeah, that, that that could very well be it. And they turned him at the last second. Yeah, that'd be fine with me. I'd be fine with me. Um, I really like Hobbs, so I guess I, I don't necessarily like him with the embassy because I think that, uh, gosh, what's that tag team called? We talked about how crappy The Gates of Agony. Gates oh, of my Agony. God, they're they so suck. bad. They suck. But they were the main event of Rampage against Warjo, and it was bad. It was exactly what you thought it was. Yeah, listen, <laughs> if FTR couldn't get a good match out of him, Samoa Joe in 2022 ain't going to do it. You know, and talking about bad, talking about a string of bad shows, that wasn't even the worst part of that show. The worst part was Mike Tyson on commentary. <laughs> I could not understand a word he said. Yeah, like, I there, mean, there's a way of doing celebrities. Like Logan Paul just had a match in Saudi Arabia. It was actually a good match. Mm-hmm. Like he, I heard he legitimately hurt himself, but he went out there and he gave it his all, and he like was in character and he didn't embarrass himself. Mike Tyson goes in there out there on the commentary with no filter in the first match, which was a decent one. It was um Orange Cassidy versus oh by the way, Katsuyori Shibata wrestled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first first time in American soil in like what eight years, but um 
what a waste. Like, you put in Tyson, he's like, oh, man, these guys are, like, who we hit them hard. Like, it's like watching Art Donovan. Well, it's you know? kind of like a thing. I mean, one of the most simple, simple things to understand about wrestling booking is play to your strengths. You know? Don't expose yourself. Don't expose yes. your weaknesses. Don't expose yourself literally. Taz. Uh <laughs> There's a throwback. You remember Taz at the tanning salon back in like 2001? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. He got uh, accused of doing that to a woman at a tanning salon. So I uh, did not do that. Yeah. I don't know if anything ever came of it. I mean, this is way back when. So obviously he didn't, you know. Was he was he singing theme songs when he did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ruby Soho. Hello, ladies. <laughs> uh, you know what? Listen, let's say something positive. Uh, okay. One good thing about Dynamite, Ruby Soho wasn't on it. So we've got that for us. No, her and Natalia have one thing in common. They both broke their noses. Oh, Natalia did too, huh? Natalia against Shayna Baszler. Like, wow. like it's, they, they had to rearrange the thing. Wow. Um, where was I going, though? Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, we, play, play we have your, some good things going on in Dynamite. Yeah, play to your strengths. Hide your weaknesses. And I mean, if you've got Mike Tyson appearing... I understand hyping that, and some people might tune in out of the sheer, sheer curiosity. Don't have him talk. Like, that seems like the most simple thing in the world. Be like, hey, who could we have Mike Tyson punch? Why did you not have Mike Tyson punch Sammy Guevara? Boom. The most yes. punchable face with the hardest-hitting man in the world. That makes total sense. Instead, they said, hey, give him a microphone for 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, I like, guess they just wanted him. They uh, Well, it was a reason to just hype him up to be on the show. If you look at the rating... It did a very, very, very slight increase. Yeah. Enough to beat NXT in the demo, which I guess is the most important thing in the world now. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he calls the match between Orange and Shibata. What did you think of Shibata? Um, I thought it was fine. Uh, so he's a guy who sort of had a Brian Danielson type thing where everyone thought he was done forever because of some real, very real injuries. Yeah, he had a brain hemorrhage. Yeah, I mean, he did, like, these shoot head butts and worked such stiff, like, all, you know, people who are opposed to, like, the Japanese strong style, uh, they'll point to stuff like him. Um, and so people thought he was never going to work again. Uh, he's kind of back, um, was it this past year? He hasn't been back for a long time, and even still, he's not, like, a regular wrestler. So it wasn't the Shibata that I've known, you know what I mean? But I also didn't expect it to be. If anything, it's kind of like, a, I'm just happy that I get to see this guy again. What yeah. I think is cool is that he was asked who he wants to wrestle, and he listed two people, Brian Danielson and Orange Cassidy. Like, he, he wanted to wrestle Orange Cassidy. And Cassidy's the All-Atlantic champion, so, yep. you know, yep. a, a Japanese wrestler going after the All-Atlantic title makes sense. So you can kind of nudge it in. Uh, they were buddies before. They were buddies after. Yeah. A lot of legwork. Yeah, lot I thought it was fine. And I think with Shibata moving forward, and again, I'm, I'm pretty out on New Japan right now. I don't even know if he's active in New Japan. Um, but I think you'll see a lot more map-based, hold wrestling type stuff, which was part of his whole character before. But then he'd get into those really heavy strikes, like really legit. The big scary thing was shoot headbutts that he would do to people. Um, yes and i don't think we'll you see got, anything you gotta, you gotta slap the hips guy that's right, how you make it right <laughs> and like as a fan he was so good at it that's what drew him in but you also know that's what nearly killed him so you don't want to see him do it again even though you want to see him wrestle so it's weird like you have to adjust as a fan 
to I get to see him wrestle again, but I can't ever see him wrestle that way again. And it's just uh it's it's a little foreign still, you know. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but it was it was it was okay. Like yeah. um I, I thought the rest of that rampage was whatever. I mean Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter teamed up a couple times. Yeah. I think I think Dr. Britt Baker DMD is gonna wrestle Soraya at full gear. I think that's what it's headed yeah, to. Yeah, because Soraya and again this will probably be revealed on our dark dynamite which is our term yeah. for the dynamite that airs bef- between our boss. taping and our drop date yeah yeah she basically said uh renee paquette said are you clear she's like well i need to see one more doctor obviously which doctor Brit- is that yeah bill cosby i think <laughs> <laughs> dr huxtable <laughs> no uh don't close that door yeah <laughs> dr death steve williams is it dr Hines? <laughs> don't see dr heine yeah right (laughs) so uh yeah i think we'll see it we'll probably see a face off uh where saraya goes face to face with Britt baker and says she's cleared to her face uh for the crowd pop you know which that's kind of cool yeah um interested i'm interested in seeing how she wrestles because another character who fans were really into but had a major injury and people thought she was never going to wrestle again and here she is wrestling again so I'm interested in seeing yes. what she's like. So we'll find out. And um, save it for the pay-per-view. Make them pay to see it. I think that's smart, too. Yep, I think that's smart, too. Um, gosh, and Jamie Hayter slowly getting face pops. I don't think she beats Tony Storm, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Would you? No. I mean, but I definitely think Tony Storm's winning in a walk. I, I do, too. I would be surprised. I did see Thunder Rosa did a um, an autograph signing. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was in California because they 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 were promoting the ticket sales for um, yeah, Dynamite they, they that's going to be there in California, there yeah. Right next year, so I guess maybe that means she's coming back. I don't know. Yeah. Like, but I think Tony's not dropping that belt for a while. That's a tough match for Tony too because I think she works really hard. I think she's done actually a pretty good job as women's champion, even if it's maybe like a directionless. But every week she gets, you know, like seven to ten minutes to have a match, and most of her matches are fine. Like, I don't think there's any, like, all-time greats. But I don't think the crowd's going to be behind her. I think the crowd's going to root for Jamie Hayter. So I think it's kind of a tough spot for her. Um, because she I mean, they hard, like but... Hayter for the same reason. I like, like, she, exactly. She works hard. She sells well. She yeah. had that match against Riho. We were afraid that Rio was going to beat her this time, but she didn't. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I, I, thought that, I thought the match was good. Like, I thought it was stiff. Um, but, um, Hater's just a really engaging character. Like he, she's just somebody you can get behind. Yep. And she's a, she's homegrown, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. funny. Like, uh, the biggest AEW haters point to like Tony's obsession with WWE people. And I think that's overblown, but I think it's kind of funny instances like this. Tony Storm, the WWE girl, the crowd wants the AEW original. That's who they want. They yep. want, and it's Jamie and it's Hader. also one of those um, because of their relationship. Between talk about Tony Storm and Jamie Hader because they were housemates. Yep. you always hurt the ones you love. So like, there's gonna they might actually work a little more snug than you would expect. Yeah, I think that could be a really good match, like low key, like show stealer. Honestly, yeah. we don't have much to preview after that. The other one that we can talk about is the world title eliminator. The final's gonna be at full gear. I <clears> do not know what the plan is for the semifinals if i had to guess the semifinals will be on the dynamite that's in bridgeport okay and the other semifinal might be on the live rampage, the live rampage. In- or yeah. 
Yeah, full gear. That would be my guess. So we do have the brackets for that. Um, and this yes. is the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Basically, the winner gets a title shot. Yeah, it was um, Kenny Omega the first time, and the second time it was Brian Danielson. Yeah, so here is... Uh, oh, actually, the, the one you showed me has uh, the first round. Like you said, you don't know the second round. Uh, but uh, Eddie Kingston faces Ethan Page. Uh, by the time you guys hear this episode, that match has already happened. Uh, I'm saying I'm saying Ethan Page wins this. What do you say? I think Ethan Page is going to have this. He's been cutting promos. Yeah. He feels confident. Agreed. I and think Eddie's that's kind of like uh, cooled off right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Then on Rampage, we've got Bandito versus Roosh, which that could be a can't, real... can't go wrong with that. Right, yeah. that could be a really good match. And I think just using the logic of Ethan Page moving forward, then I think we see Bandito win that. Uh, so you have okay. baby facing heel on the other side of the bracket. You got Lance Archer against Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks hasn't has Ricky Starks had a match since Grand Slam. He had one on Dark. Okay, yeah. Right. So he didn't have a match. No. <laughs> so uh, Ricky, Star- I'm thinking Ricky Starks wins that. Then we got Brian Cage versus Dante Martin, which that could be pretty fun. Yeah, um, and I'll tell you this: they've kept Dante off of TV mm-hmm. when they announced it. So it's like this idea; it gives you that little bit of anticipation, so that you're not watching him drop matches or right. beat jobbers. It's just like, oh, this man of mystery, right. you know, kind of thing. Right. But Brian Cage is on a roll. I've seen him in two matches, and he. Overperformed. Yeah, to I mean, be honest. this is a guy that for a long time was doing nothing. Uh, there was a lot of Twitter scuttlebutt about him, and you know he was not really vocally complaining. His woman, uh, his his, his wife, wife or his girlfriend, was, yeah, Melissa Santos, yeah, yes. Melissa Santos. But you know what? They Tony finally gives him another opportunity, and he ran with it. You know that's pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I think he probably beats Dante Martin, which means our semifinals is Ricky Starks against Brian Cage and. Bandito against um, Ethan Page. Yep. Uh, what are we looking at here? Do we think Ricky Starks wins the whole thing? I gotta say, because of the level, uh, like I don't want to call it the tier, because I don't want to make it like all these wrestlers are lesser than, but they're not. They're not Kenny Omega or Brian Daniels. Yep, agree. Like these, these are guys that are on the come up. Yeah. So. Like, it's really hard to predict because they're all on the same level of, like, which one's going to get the brass ring, quote-unquote. Yes, I agree. Um, like, the winner's going to get the title shot at Winner is Coming. If I had to guess, man, I can definitely see All Ego get winning it all. Yeah. You know? I mean, because he's got the firm group behind him. Um, and that kind of plays into the story with with MJF. Uh, who yeah, what if MJF wins the title and then he has to fa- face All Ego? Right. Yeah, yep. I mean, th- that's what happened two Dynamites ago. Uh, the Firm turned on MJF, beat the ever-loving crap out of him. Uh, basically, Moxley and Pentagon have their match. The Firm jumps in. MJF comes out and fires Stokely, and the Firm turns on MJF, puts him through a table and stuff. Uh, yes. <clears throat> is he a full baby face? Is this all a ruse? What do you think? I wonder. That's what I'm wondering. I think it's the devil himself. Yeah, I've got trying to prove, trying to make people think he doesn't exist. Here, here's my wild speculation, Andrew. Uh oh. I think he's gonna play a babyface right up until the show. I think he's gonna go into that match against M- against uh, John Moxley, and he's gonna come out of it with the world title and with a new uh, ally in William Regal. I think Regal's gonna turn. Oh, you think Regal's the snake? Yep, I think Regal's the snake. And I think that MJF aligns with William Regal. And I think 
we could see this whole Blackpool Combat Club brouhaha thing, I think that Wheeler Yuta could come out of it with them as well. So yeah, maybe- and they can make they can make the case that the reason why him and the firm are at odds is because he found a new benefactor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess if that happens, though, then then the Ethan Page title match makes some sense right away. But mm-hmm. then you got heel versus heel, so maybe Ricky Starks makes more sense. I don't know. I guess just as a fan, I I would just want Ricky Starks to win because he's my favorite of these eight guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? he he cut he cut a promo where he wasn't interrupted and he oh, didn't. He's have to always do good, man. He just basically was saying, "Look, it's my chance now." You know, just kind of yeah. like getting the crowd behind him and. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I just hope that. I, listen, I love I love Eddie Kingston, but the tide is not turning his way. Is right. the best way I can say right. it. Like it seems, it seems like his character is doing the thing where he's like a lunatic fringe, and Ortiz is trying to talk him off the ledge all the time. And I mean, I don't know if it's like sort of indirect from still from like the issues he had with Sammy Guevara. I don't want to, I don't want to think too much about politics of it all. But like, it just feels like the momentum's not going Kingston's way. I agree. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's something we talked about. I think on the last episode, like. I don't think one thing I think Tony Khan has done a good job of is kind of bucking the the mindset that you have to have everyone on every show. I don't think uh, an act has to be on every show to stay hot, but I don't think you can take them off for four to five weeks like he does with some of these guys. You know, right, like, like that's what happened with Claudio. There was a there was a stretch where Claudio was just not on TV. It for happened a with Claudio in a way. It's happened with FTR yet they've overcome it like ftr just stopped wrestling for a while and they're well, not the, only that, they're they've the exception in, yeah the crowd they, still did they've been wrestling elsewhere they're gonna right. be wrestling in uh for wrestle kingdom right. i want to say i mean wardlow you know? has suffered from that although wardlow still they still do try to find ways to get wardlow on the show whether it's backstage interviews or things like that but the wardlow squash has stopped and you know it just it's tough i mean there's definitely and i'm not like oh the sky is falling type thing but Every company, every creative process has ebbs and flows, uh, highs and low tides. And I think maybe we're maybe in sort of a low tide right now in the sense that I don't think the shows are bad, but creatively I don't think they're really that great. Yeah, they're not They're not on a roll. Right. And and also Full Gear is um, – I mean I don't – I don't think Full Gear last year felt this way. It had a huge main event between Kenny Omega and Hangman Page as a blow-off that a lot of people were looking forward to. And they had other matches that, I mean, like, uh, it was a whole, it was a whole nother, it, it was literally a year ago, but like, you know, Punk and Kingston was great, and um, the Eliminator, Danielson won it over Miro. It was supposed to be Moxley, but he went to rehab. Like, they had some momentum going their way, yep. and they were still coming off of that huge all-out show. This one, you're coming off of an all-out show that had a lot of tumultuousness. So right. you had to write it's this It's like shit. all their momentum was just crapped on, really. Yes, that's a bad – it's, it's, like it's like having a run, and the run just stops. Yes. You know, yeah, it, like it, in basketball, like, you're on a 20 nothing run, and then your star twists his ankle. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like, oh, great. Now we got to start all over again. I think they have a plan in mind. We saw, we talked about the teases with the elite coming back. Yep. Um, so yep. there's just something going on there. We see the friction between Death Triangle with Pack and Ray Phoenix. By the way, Ray Phoenix had a match against AR Fox on Dark that was very, very good. It was Man, probably AR the best Fox. Universal wow. Studios Dark match I've seen. AR Fox is a, a old, evolved guy, I believe. Um, 
Okay, I got to tell you the story. So I was watching, um, we were watching All Out, and my friend Ryan goes, have you ever seen A.R. Fox versus Killshot? That's where he's and, from. It's from Lucha Underground, right? At Lucha Underground, because yeah. Killshot was Swerve Strickland. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm like, no, I've never seen it. He goes, dude, and he, he led me to it on YouTube. It is the most dangerous match I've ever seen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Lucha Underground was a wild, wild show, dude. Like, A.R. Fox goes through four plates of glass. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah, Lucha Underground. Were you a regular watcher of that? Not uh, the first season, yes, but the one that he showed me, no. I'd never oh, seen that. Oh gosh, one. that show just got crazier and crazier. It never. It's weird. It never felt like a wrestling show. It felt like a television show that just was about wrestling. Well, it was produced by Mark Burnett. So right, yeah, man, it was surprise. so captivating. Like I loved every character in Lucha Underground. Perfect example of not having to see. Every person on every show every week. Uh, but like the Monster Matanza, like all time, just love him. Mil Muertes, like these are all guys that like were just incredible. Um, I remember somebody kidnapping Sexy Star. Um, I forget his name. <laughs> Sexy Star. Oh, yeah. man. Well, Sexy Star got – people don't remember this one. Sexy Star was like a really like really popular luchador uh, wrestler in um, – in uh Mexico. in Lucha Underground yeah. and in Mexico, but she got pissed at somebody and broke her leg on purpose and yeah. basically got blackballed. Basically blackballed herself from the business, yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Maybe yeah. her and CM Punk can give give each other a call. Brian, <laughs> yeah, right. Brian Cage was a huge part of Lucha Underground as well. Like, yeah, he was the machine. That's where he got yeah. that the the nickname from. And right. he had the yeah, he had this like glove that gave him superpowers and stuff. Uh, it but was no, funny. like it's epic. It was episodic like yeah. you know you you didn't get you didn't get it you, here's the thing though when you got that performer on that show you got him in huge doses you did like yeah the thing that's frustrating and this was what was frustrating about wcw is that you would see you would you would have your favorite wrestler he'd get a huge push the push would die yep. you wouldn't see him for weeks yep. and then you would see him for like maybe a five minute match and not see him again for three more weeks it was like what the fuck was that right like if you're gonna put a person on a show give him a long match give him a good segment like ricky starks did on rampage like make him feel important yeah you know i agree yeah ricky starks my my fear is that he's gonna walk when his contract's up which again that's some wild speculation because i know he's got close ties with cody um and I don't really watch WWE, so, like, hey, I'm not anti-WWE. It's just my feet are out the door, and that's a lot of time to invest in uh, as a television watcher. Like, five yeah, more I mean, hours listen, of Yeah, I mean, listen, I stopped watching. <laughs> you know? I don't watch too much WWE. I did watch Crown Jewel, but now that they got Mia Yim, I'm kind of changing my mind. Oh, Mia Yim is back, <laughs> huh? Yeah, she's with the OC. The OC? Along with Misha Barton and Adam Brody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the OC. Who's the OC? <laughs> oh no, I know. Um, That's AJ Styles. That's what they call the bullet. Yeah, club, right? so yeah. They, they so now they're feuding with the the, the judgment day. Oh, oh so God. they got a female to to counter with that one, right? Yeah. So they've got AJ versus Finn. All right. So they've got a tag team to deal with the tag team. They've got a female and female. Do they have a pathetic loser to counter the judgment day's pathetic loser Dominic Mysterio? <laughs> <laughs> Is Brian Pillman gonna jump? Brian Pillman Jr. jumping. Did you see that they took they took the name? It's now just the blonde. Yeah, more proof it tosses to us. Too many varsities, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) 
We talked about that, how they need to have a match where one of them is JV. Yeah. <laughs> the varsity blondes and the varsity athletes, yeah. yeah you got sent That's down to JV. That's another one, like, uh, like, I really like Josh Woods. I haven't seen him in two weeks. Yep. You yep. know? And when you do see him, you don't really, like, I don't know, every, and this has been a forever problem of AEW. Like, stuff does not, it's not given time to breathe sometimes. It doesn't stick. Yeah, and so they yeah. bring in this guy, like, I think his debut on Dynamite was standing over a fallen Samoa Joe or Wardlow months back. And they said, that's Josh Woods, but they didn't say why we should care who he is. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it might as well be Elijah Woods. Like, I don't know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean the only and the only thing we've seen real evolution with is the women's division, but not necessarily the personnel. More like their direction. Sure. sure. Like yeah, Jade is kind of a baby face. Like I swear, she did this promo backstage where she was t- tell, talking about how she was going to come after Nyla Rose, and I could have sworn it was a baby face promo where she's like doing chin ups and working out and stuff. And then Athena, I think, is sort of turning heel. I think she's taking that uh, play on reality where she legitimately stepped yeah, and the job. Yeah, everyone crapped on her. <laughs> and everyone crapped on her, and I think she's turning it into a heel persona. Good for her, you know. Uh, get rid of the wings, too, while you're at it. Um, <laughs> how about this, Andrew? Since I feel like this has been an hour of us kind of being negative Nellies, let's yes. talk about something that I still love very, very much in AEW, because everybody loves the acclaimed. Uh, yes. Uh, acclaimed every Wednesday is what AEW stands for, as they say. These guys are still firing on all cylinders, and they are not falling victim to Tony's, well, you're hot, but I can leave you off TV for two weeks at a time. They're on every show, and they're given time every week. They're not always in matches. They've got this weird <laughs> situation where Swerve, uh, if you look at the thumbnail image of YouTube, appears oh to sodomize Billy Gunn. <laughs> Like, do you remember Heidenreich and Michael? That's exactly Coleman? what it reminded me. That's of. what it looked like. That's what it looked like. So I, I glanced at it on my phone live, um, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I sent you the still image of the YouTube. I just, video. I just chuckled. I, I saw most of it. And I just chuckled because, yeah. being wrestling fans, we've seen this. We've seen these psycho hard boiled. Like, listen, I watched the Aces and Eights segment. Yeah. Like, yeah, right? I've seen these dumb hard boiled segments where you, you think. You think you're doing gang warfare, but it comes out looking like really cheesy telenovela stuff. Yeah. But I will say this. When Billy came out with the shark fins. Yeah. Giant shaped up, up hands and he can't scissor anymore. Me, like the elephant, man. That made me laugh. Yeah. That made me laugh. Like they take stuff that should fail, like fall hard on its face, and it's working still. Like these guys are really in a groove. Um, the crowd still loves them. They had Billy Gunn's birthday bash. Um Stuff that, like like we said, could just flop really, really hard, but it all just seems to click. And I think their involvement with Swerve, I think that right now the Acclaimed are my favorite ones to watch. They always make me laugh. And I think Swerve is doing some of his best work right now as well, too. Yeah. Like, and they're going two. to have the title match at full gear. That's yep. official, too. Yep, and there's some animosity with Swerve and Keith Lee. Keith Lee does not seem to want to go down that evil route. Yes, because Swerve Strickland is like kneecapping people. Right, (laughs) exactly. He's a psycho. So my hope is that, and I know this makes me sound a little hypocritical. I said half an hour ago that there's too many heel groups. I would like to see Swerve lead his own like gang style. Like, Was he in Hit Row in WWE? He was the leader of Hit Row. So maybe kind of give him his own group. Uh, but keep this persona, guys. I think the Swerve character is really, really good. Uh, yeah, and his wrestling is like—I mean, we yes. saw the FDR match like 
Yes. This dude can't, you can't go wrong watching Sword Strike. Yeah, he's it's awesome. Amazing. He's he's really really awesome. So like he's he's physical, but he can sell really well. He he also was willing to take a backseat to Keith Lee so that he could be in the tag team and try right. to get back up to speed and not like leave him in the dust and try to just get a singles push that floundered. Like he really tried to make that tag team work. Yeah, and it it does. It, yeah, it, it works really yeah. well. It was a really good. You know, and I think Lee is back in a position. Like he had a very very quick match with Serpentica, where like he beat him in like four seconds, yeah. but. Lee looks confident again. I think he may have just he just had to get his groove back. No yep. pun intended. Yeah, I mean, know? listen, whether it's WWE, like WWE is the easy culprit, but AEW as well. I mean, sometimes you know when you get deep pushed or when you're left off TV or you're made to look bad, it's like, a it morale your, killer. Yeah, it can affect your yeah. psyche. You know, um, so Keith Lee it took a while to shake off. That's that's why I think Brian Cage being so awesome in his few moments back has been pretty interesting to see he's a guy who didn't let it get to him you know um but yeah i (laughs) i really think that you know we get through the acclaimed swerve feud and i think the acclaim keeps the belts that makes the most sense but i I did like the guns when they jumped in and um on the on the birthday batch yeah and he and he says dad we're your sons and taz on commentary goes it's a good point (laughs) (laughs) it's a good point (laughs) that's giving me a half it's still my my favorite line of <laughs> anything was when they had National Scissoring Day a few weeks back, and Giovanni happily screamed, "Scissor me, Taz!" And Taz goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, the scissoring is starting to take off. It's becoming a little bit of a got pop culture thing. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, outside of wrestling, like the Philadelphia Phillies were doing it. Um, I saw on Twitter. I think. Max Castor retweeted it, but somebody took a video of uh, he saw a guy in a gym that was working out with just some random who was wearing a scissor me shirt and ran up to a random stranger and scissored him. So like, this <laughs> is the type of stuff that like, as goofy as it is, can become like a big deal, bigger than wrestling. A phenomenon. Yeah, it yeah, really like can. something that something that you see on a on the casual, right. like just walking. Now nah, I wouldn't casually go to the grocery store and scissor people. <laughs> <laughs> just That's- a just a casual scissory. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah like um yeah it didn't help out the phillies against the astros are the astros like a sneaky dynasty yeah they gotta be they've got two titles right like jericho like Jer- like people just like forget about jericho they're like oh the age of jericho i'm like dude think about it jericho's been the champion forever right like right in a main event a dynasty- for- forever He's a dynasty amongst himself, right? You know. Yeah, I agree. We just we just didn't notice it because it's like it was like a Chinese water drip. It just happened so <laughs> long over time that you don't realize it until you. By the way, Jericho physically still looks really good. Like, I think this Ocho thing, he's really making it work, and he seems motivated to wrestle all these guys. Like, he didn't sandbag it against. Cabana he's so creative, man. Yeah. Like, say what you want about him, like as a person or. Even in ring, if you think maybe he's lost a step, but the creative mind hasn't lost any step. Like the guy's reinvented himself so many times, not just in AEW, but I mean, even in his career. Like he's always been Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho has been probably ten different characters in itself. You know, uh, and he, and Did he you hear makes this? simple things get over, like a list. You know, yes. <laughs> like, Did you uh, see how Danielson is like a little more upset than he normally is? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. yeah. He, so like a little, it feels like some of these characters are getting a little edgier. Like 
like, I mean, listen, we're getting to that point. You're going to see it on the Dark Dynamite where you're going to see Jesse Cofield from DraftKings again. That's when you know an AEW pay-per-view is coming up, when you see the DraftKings commercials. <laughs> yep. Hey, let's talk about this Dark Dynamite. Uh, we kind of have a full full card revealed. Yep. Uh, should we do some wild uh, previews and see how bad we do? Sure. Okay. So we got a big eight-man tag match that Rick Ross was very thrilled to hear about an eight-man tag. Rick Ross was on... Uh, uh, he made me laugh. He's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah, he was. When it was announced as an eight-man tag, he was like, oh, he flipped out. It was good. Um, I love what he said. Accusations! <laughs> yeah, it was good. Just, it was just good. suddenly like, spit it out. Yeah. yeah. But that eight-man tag is the acclaimed teaming with FDR against Swerve, Swerve in Our Glory and the Gun Club. I feel like the, the good guys got to win this one, huh? Acclaimed in FDR. I'll go. I'll go the other way and go with sort of our glory versus the guns because I think the acclaimed are going to retain at full gear. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Uh, yeah, Danielson so and Sammy is. A, oh, I didn't realize this. I'm reading your notes. This is two out of three falls. Danielson and Sammy. It is two out of three falls. Okay. So that yeah, because be... Sammy was Sammy was goading was gloating about how he wished he wants to beat Danielson twice in one night. So he, they're going to do two out of three falls, which is the same thing that Danielson did with um, um, Daniel Garcia. Okay. You know, about a month or yeah, so yeah, ago. Yeah. So okay. yeah, this will probably this might be the main event. Actually, I'll just call it. I, funny thing is, either event. main events or it starts the show, one or the other. It's not a. It's not. Yeah, I got a feeling there's a match that's missing that Tony Khan's going to throw at the last minute that we haven't seen yet. Right. But like, right. it feels like there's there's only one problem that I do have with Dynamite. Let me like let me look up the uh, the one that just happened in um in um Baltimore. So like, look. Darby Allen, Jay Lethal, that's one. Mox yeah. versus Moriarty, that's one. Jericho Colt, Orange Cassidy, Phoenix, uh, Lucha. Jade Maria Shafir was two minutes, that's fine. Samoa Joe, Brian Cage. In my opinion, six six matches is too much. Like, like I think five okay. is the sweet spot. Yeah. Like, we were complaining about this earlier in the year with Rampage when they went to four matches. I was like, no, three is perfect. Yeah, I like, agree. A long first match, a short second one, and a long third one. And they tried to squeeze in an extra one and have two squashes. And it's like, I get it. You want to have, you have more talent now. You have a bigger roster now. You want to fit more people in and, have more, and not give away good matches. But, I mean, God, like six matches on a two-hour show is a lot. Right. And not in a good way because you have shorter matches, right? You know, and I, I don't think squashes really. I, I don't want to say they don't work anymore, but they it have depends to be on done for the right it. reason. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's my problem. Yeah. But um, and then one of them is the world title eliminator that you talked about, yeah, which Ethan is Page, Page against Kingston. Kingston. So that might be good. Yeah. Gosh, what starts the show? Because they usually start pretty hot. You know I think it'll I th- be the turn. I think it'll be the eliminator tournament to open it. I up. think it's either that or they have announced that MJF will address uh, the firm turning on him. So maybe they start the show with MJF. That, that might be why we didn't like that that <laughs> that dynamite in uh, last because yeah, he wasn't on MJF. <laughs> he wasn't on the show, right? Yeah, he didn't I even mean, bring it via satellite. Yeah. So I mean, that could be it. So um, yeah, that's pretty much what we got coming up. Uh, <clears throat> we're flying through this episode. Like I said, there's not a ton happening right now not, not in a bad way so let's actually talk about something wwe um okay. sort of uh we go to aw we go to wwe blah blah blah, blah. uh back at grand slam uh last time we saw sting he was aided by his good old friend the great muta uh 
who made his AWW spray some mist in uh, the face of the House of Black. And then um, it was announced that Sting and Muda were teaming up in Muda's farewell tour. Well, since all that happened, we got word from Pro Wrestling Noah. I say we as if they called you and I specifically. <laughs> yeah, we gave uh, a call. That yeah. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura's retirement match will be against a WWE superstar. Did I say Shinsuke Nakamura? Great Muda's retirement match will be against Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> oh, when you said WWE superstar, I thought you were talking about... Uh... God, who is that? Who is that terrible? Uh, Minoru Suzuki? No, no, not Minoru Suzuki. He's good. <laughs> Kenzo Suzuki. Um, <laughs> Ken- yes, Kenzo. Kenzo Suzuki. Oh my God, he was so bad. I thought yeah. that's who you were gonna say. He was really bad. But yeah, so uh, WWE is going to uh, partner up with Pro Wrestling Noah and give uh, one of their guys a shot with him, Nakamura versus Muda, which uh, it's an interesting match. Um, yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, I'll say that. So obviously, the big question is. Will the Great Muda appear on WWE TV? What do you think? This is not AEW related at all. I don't care. Let's talk about it. Uh, tit for tat. Yeah. Um, the problem is, like, WWE is probably going to be thinking to themselves, do we get anything out of this January 1st show that Noah's doing? Yeah. Like, so maybe the, I don't know what the, ta- I, I'm going to be honest, I'm very ignorant of Noah. I don't know what they have roster wise, but. Yeah, not a ton. They're, maybe they can bring not what they were. Over. Like, maybe they could put them on NXT. And spray mist in Von Wagner's eye or something so like that. So if it wasn't for the dates, meaning like the – so this match is on January 1st, correct? That's what it says, yes. Yeah. If it was later, I would think that we'd get a Muda Royal Rumble appearance, honestly. That's possible, but that by, would be his last match. By, by mean, then he'll well, be retired. And here's yeah. why. Uh, so Pro Wrestling Noah tweeted something out. I'm trying to find it. Um they tweeted out, and it was like, here's all the companies that Great Muda has sprayed his mist in. It lists, like, gosh, it lists so many companies, Andrew, including, like, Juggalo Championship Wrestling, the ICP company. <laughs> and WWE is not listed. So I think it'd be cool. Oh, here it is. The Great Muda has misted people in NWA, WCW, New Japan, All Japan, Ring of Honor, RCW. I don't even know what RCW is. HCW, which I think might be Heartland Championship Wrestling, CMLL, CMLL, Toriumon, RQW, JCW, Hustle, WWC, that's the Puerto Rico, like, Carlos Cologne company, PWG, TNA Impact, W1, PCW Ultra, DDT, HOG, that's Henry Godwin, uh, (laughs) Kyoshi Pro, Noah, WrestleCade, Tradition, and AEW. Um, I think he he owned Wrestle1. Yeah, so... WWE is like the only one missing off that list. Like, do you think WWE said, we'll send you Nakamura, we just want his mist on so, our show? So what mist does he spit and what, uh, which color and who? Yeah, right. I mean, you're the one that, that had the whole list. I mean, if it would make sense for him to miss Nakamura, right? If that's who he's fighting. Yeah. Listen, man, I'm pretty loudly state that i don't watch wwe if i knew if i knew great mood was going to show up on raw and spray mist and uh shinsuke nakamura i'd watch it okay i'd watch uh by the way let me tell you this too i just went away from that tweet oh ray mysterio ray mysterio that's not bad either great muda's final bye-bye is january 22nd 2003 what is that the great muda's final bye-bye i guess that's his retirement it's called the final bye-bye <laughs> So January, <laughs> January twenty second. Is he dressing like a baby? <laughs> no. 
Jim Cornette's going to get... Muda? <laughs> the great Muda baby. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pro Wrestling Noah clarified this. Great Muda retires on January 22nd at Yokohama Arena. KG Muto retires on February 21st at the Tokyo Dome. So Muda without the mask is KG Muto. Yes. So Muda retires and yep. then Muto retires later. And for those who don't know, Kiji Muto without the, the crazy Muda stuff, awesome wrestler too. Yeah, probably a bigger but star as Muto in Japan. He literally, than he was, cre- he literally the invented the Shining Wizard as Kiji Muto. Yeah, I and I mean, I don't think he invented it, but he's credited with the moonsault to a lot of yeah. people in America. He had a match when um, when All Japan lost all those guys. He had a match against Tenru that is amazing. Yeah, like back in 2001. Yeah, 2001. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> um, but yeah, so... So I guess Muda's last match is with Shinsuke Nakamura, and Muto's last match is where he teams with Sting. Does Nakamura win? Um, I'm trying to think of retirement matches from Japan. I would probably. Uh, no, okay. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think Sting versus Muda would have been nice, but I don't. I mean, I don't think they're up for it. No, no, honest. they're teaming. They're teaming. They are teaming in, in, in the Muto's last match. Muto's last that... match, okay, Muto's last it. match, I believe, is a tag where he teams with Sting. Okay, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah, let me, I let mean, me Google like, that. Muto's last match. Just don't blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Muto's last um, match. So let me ask you this. So, like, there's another one going on around the same time. Now, the, it hasn't been confirmed, but it's sort of one of these things that was sort of accept, generally accepted that when... AW worked with New Japan for Forbidden Door and got a lot of their talents to wrestle in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That a lot of AEW talent would return the favor on behalf of Tony Khan and do Wrestle Kingdom. Right. Nothing is announced yet. Do you right. think that'll happen? I think you'll see a couple guys. I don't think it'll be this massive, uh, you know, uh, push overseas. I think I can see Jericho doing it. I, yeah, I can see a couple plug and plays. Um, I still think Danielson wants to get that match with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. if he can. Mm-hmm. Um, why not send an AEW guy over there to face The problem Will with Ospreay. that one is some, one of the Twitter detectives brought it up is that Danielson is almost assured to go to that Dynamite in Seattle. That's a, that's the same week. Mm-hmm. So okay. I don't know if he's going to make it to Tokyo. Yeah. Okay. Well, That would be the issue there. Um, let me ask you this one then. So if WWE is opening the Forbidden Tower, um, <laughs> if they, if you could just borrow one guy or girl in WWE and just have them wrestle an AEW one, you don't have to call it an All Atlantic City Dream Match, whatever they call that <laughs> stupid thing, but like a dream match of sorts, like a match that you probably would have not seen otherwise. Like, who would you like? And who would you want them to face? <sighs> okay, let me think. Um... I know it's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, as a fan or as, like, am I Tony Khan or am I me? As a fan. Okay. Because if I'm Tony Khan, I'm saying send me Brock and I'm having, like, Wardlow kill him in a minute. You know, something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> as a fan, <sighs> one match I've always wanted to see is the Young Bucks against the Usos. Um, yeah, I would also would like good. to see. Gosh, even the elite against the bloodline would be kind of cool. Usos and Roman. Um, I'm trying to think of who I would like. Can I? Can I cheat? Sure. 
because I would have to use a tag team, but it would be two people, not one. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Young Bucks. Mm, okay. Okay. I could I could watch that all day. Gosh, I've just got to rack my brain on who's in WWE right now that I kind of want to see. Like, there's a lot of – WWE has a lot of good wrestlers. I mean, Austin Theory's good. I mean, I just saw him get buried. He had, did you see what he did? He cashed in for the U.S. title. I read about that. He lost the cash in for That's the like U.S. That's like winning title. the AFC championship game and saying, I want to win the Pro Bowl. Right. <laughs> right. No, I want to win the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> um, Man, who do I want to see wrestle AEW and WWE? I have uh, to think about, about that. About Gunther, would you like Gunther just beating the piss out of somebody? Oh, Darby Allen. We'd actually see a live murder on television. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be great. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's a favorite of yours. Yeah, I like. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, who's a like a Matt guy? Riddle Danielson is probably pretty good. Did they wrestle in WWE before Danielson left? Riddle and Danielson. I want to say yes. I, I feel like we've we've seen every combination. Like, I wanted to say Zane and Danielson, but I've seen that before. Yeah. Um, would yeah. it be different in Riddle an and AEW? Would be really good. Yeah, um, I'm sure it would be great. I think you know, it would even be um, cool. Like, as, as goofy as it sounds, like current John Moxley against like, Roman Reigns could be fun. You know, like oh yeah, killer John. Well, which Moxley. one would you? I'll tell you one I would not want to see. I don't want to see Karrion Cross. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, my hot take that I know I'm in the minority. Yet, I've never been a big Seth Rollins fan. Like he's always kind of annoyed me. Like I can recognize um, that he does stuff well, but I just don't like him. And when it comes to the women, like, I would say Bianca Belair in a heartbeat here, but here, uh, uh, look, this is my hot take. Uh, they can kill me for saying this. Bianca Belair is so much better than all the other women oh, in yeah. AEW. It's not even funny. Oh, yeah. like, I'm being serious. Yeah. Like, who are you going to put her against and not embarrass themselves? Right. For real. Right. I mean, maybe. And that's maybe a compliment Tony to Storm. Bianca. Like, <laughs> that's a compliment to Bianca. Like, yeah. Bianca is that much better than everybody else. Right. I agree. Legit. So. She's like the Pat Mahomes of women's wrestling. Yeah. So I, I guess to really cheat, if I could only pick one, like I'd do maybe like a war games type thing and just pick five and five. You know what I mean? But that jumps in my mind because I've never seen it before is the Bucks versus the Usos because I think those two and then maybe the New Day are like the three biggest tag teams of the last 10 years probably. Yeah, and then I'll get, uh, and then there's one more, Triple H versus Jeff Jarrett. You never saw it. We need to, we need to get this signed up. Oh, I got, I got, I got another one. Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. How about that? Oh gosh. Wait, that uh, happened in 2022. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was trying to think of who I'd like to see Ricky Stark's face. Um, um how about like Braun Breaker oh. against uh. Wardlow, just a big hoss yeah. match. Yeah. Uh, what about Ricky Starks versus Austin Theory? That might actually be pretty good. Yeah, I think I think Ricky Starks should th- show him up. Yeah, I think. I, dude, I really really like Ricky Starks. Yeah, like I, he's he's one of my top three to five guys in AW, and it's just a shame he's like never on right now. Yeah, I so. think I think a push is coming. Yeah. I do. I think a push is coming. Okay, one last one: Otis versus Dan Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this story about Otis? No, what happened? He, uh, this is not a joke. He announced that he read his first book uh, front to back. Like, he, apparently he's, like, really struggled with dyslexia, like, his whole life. Like, really, really oh struggled his goodness. ability to read. And the company kind of, like, got behind him, like, learning. And he read a book for the first time. And it was Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. 
So, like, jumping right into probably like an 800-page Oh, I book. thought it was Triple H's workout book <laughs> from, that he put out in, like, 2003. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Scott Griscolo has it framed on his wall. <laughs> Every page toward... <laughs> <laughs> what was that called? Shaping Game or something like that? Something like that. He read his first <laughs> book. It was called If I Did It by O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Okay, here's it's a like totally I random never... question. Totally <laughs> random question, Andrew. You've got an adult friend who comes to you. They've been dyslexic. They're really struggling. What's the worst first book they could ever read? <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, oh, it's got to be If I Did It by O.J. I was, I was about to say one, but I think the show, this podcast would actually get canceled. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to do that. Um, the Art wow. of the Deal. Is there a Marjorie Taylor Greene autobiography? <laughs> <laughs> If not, it'll come out in 23 when she runs for president. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Uh. No, let's shout out to Otis, man. Yeah, that's you know? a cool like, story. It is awesome. Like, I mean, it's easy to make fun of on the surface, but, I mean, listen, everybody's got their their things that they have to overcome, whether it be mental, physical, or otherwise. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> look, Darby Allen still hasn't grown up yet from jumping off of skateboard. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't stopped bleeding since last Wednesday, so... <laughs> Like, you remember that joke in uh, Billy Madison where the clown, like, busts his head open and everyone just, like, da- like runs around and laughs the entire time? Yeah. That was Darby Allen in that promo. Like, Jeff Jarrett's cutting the longest promo ever, and I'm like, Darby Allen is bleeding to death in the ring. Get the medics. <laughs> oh, like, man. I remember that happened one time with, um, this was weird. Um, I don't know if this is a real deep cut. In TNA... Raven lost a hair versus hair match. Yes. And Shane just... Douglas cut a promo, but someone cut him way too close with the razor, and he is just bleeding all over himself. Yep. I'm like, I, I think it was Jeff Jarrett. And I was like, dude, stop the segment. Yeah. Like, this guy is bleeding to death. Dude, I think it was Jeff Jarrett. Yep. <clears throat> hey, by the way, let's uh, talk about some AW again. Matt Hardy uh, went uh, on the record and said that the Young Bucks – did nothing wrong. Uh, he was totally on their side. So now that Matt Hardy's weighed in, does that sway your opinion on the, the all-out fiasco, all-out gate at all? Um, the, he. This is also the man who says that Jeff Jeff Hardy has not had a has not had a drop of liquor in about two years. Yeah. So I question the not, validity not a of drop, that just a few buckets full. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, also, I too, is I wonder if he's coming back. I, we've heard nothing about this in the dirt sheets, but I wonder if he's coming back soon. Yeah, speaking of coming back, is Malachi Black already done with his hiatus? So. What was that about? I think he basically decided, you know what, piss on it, because some he had an Instagram post where he kind of like gave people an update. I think he just said, you know, what, I'm still on a contract. I'll try to give it a go. Yeah, I so... think Buddy Matthews is out. I yeah. think he's like, so I went out. we had like a little, what was it on Dynamite or Rampage where we saw this? I think it was on Dynamite. It was like a vignette. Yeah, with, a vignette uh, of like House of Black and there was like a casket and stuff. And it really yeah, alluded were, to the fact that Malachi Black was coming back. Yeah, and Brody King was in the segment too and they were like dead people rising from the ashes, yeah. like rising from the coffin. And like they the burst through a few walls dead. like the Kool-Aid man and choke slam strangers. <laughs> <laughs> So something's going on. Yeah. Um, there was some other mysterious promo, but I can't remember what it was. To be totally honest with you, involving a wrestler. But um, 
But yeah, I, I think the House of Black might be trying to come to get back together. Maybe come back at base team. Yeah, who knows? They could. Um, can I jump totally randomly to one more person and then we get some questions? Oh, sure. So we mentioned how, you know, sometimes being off TV a little too long can hurt. Uh, we have not seen Jungle Boy Jack Perry since Luchasaurus beat him. He hit him in the back with the chair during the three-way. Oh, he did. I missed that. Like, very randomly. Yeah, but it was it was like blinking. Okay, so never it. mind then. I was going to say, what's going on with – okay, so he's still around and still fighting – that's that's kind of a tough feud because they're really gonna have to spin their wheels for a long time until Christian's ready to go. Yeah, like I think you're better just pivoting Jungle Boy Jack to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Like I need to prove myself as a singles man. Right. Like, yeah, I agree. So, all right. Well, let's get into some questions. Uh, <clears throat> let me bring them up here. As always, uh, we've got questions that we like to ask each other. Oh, you know what? Global. Uh, global. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling, <laughs> GCW. Global, yeah. Global Force Wrestling is back? <laughs> yeah. God, GCW. Jeff, dude, we've only talked for an hour and a half, and Global Force Wrestling's already back. <laughs> Jeff Beard just announced that Ethan Carter is, is coming. Look, today. Nick, I'll, look, judging from, because by the way, I don't think I brought this up, NWA has a show in my hometown, like literally the, the town I grew up in in Charlotte, Louisiana, oh, wow. um, called Hard Times. Nick Aldis is basically like, on the outs. I don't know if it's legit shoot or a work. Yeah, but going crazy on Billy Corgan. I wonder if it's a shoot. I don't know. It could I be. think that one might be. I, I think it might be a work. But yeah, like Billy Corgan, uh, the world truly is a vampire. Yeah. He sucked all the energy. He sucked all the goodwill out of Nick Aldis because now he's shooting on him. He actually uh, sent out a press release said, despite all his rage, Nick Aldis is still just Magnus in a cage. <laughs> And that's when he's going to put him in a steel cage against Tyrus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Game Changer Wrestling uh, and a bunch of indie promotions. So uh, did we talk about this last episode where Joey Janela and the gang were kind of like hinting at like a WWE? We talked about it uh, cryptically, but yeah. there was nothing uh, firm. It turned out to be yet. basically Joey Janela trolling the internet. <laughs> yeah. So Fight Plus is going to have basically the GCW tape library. You love yes. Game Changer Wrestling. Yeah, it's, so, it's wild. Like, would you watch it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's five bucks a month. You know, yeah. like, that's cheaper than Disney+. Plus. They've so, got other stuff. I don't know re- exactly what it is, but, right. like, they have other wrestling promotions, along with boxing and MMA. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of independents are uh, getting a streaming service with uh, Fight TV. Um, it gets your library. Plus, I think every Game Changer show moving forward, too. Which yeah, is if you go to their library, it's literally just Nick Gage after Nick Gage after Nick Gage. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's get to our questions. Okay. Uh, so we talked about Eddie Kingston a little earlier. If Eddie Kingston is in need of some anger management, should AEW hire Brian Danielson's favorite psychiatrist, Dr. Shelby? <laughs> Do you remember when Scorpio Sky was in that first segment? No, I don't. He was? Wow. Okay, hold on. So, yeah, okay. let me I'll, let me educate you. So in the 2012 Dr. Shelby vignettes, one of the people confessing their like issues was Scorpio Sky. Really? I didn't, yes. I didn't. He not was on WWE. That. I'm gonna have to send you the clip. But okay. Yes. Scorpio Sky was. That was the one where Kane like all of a sudden talks about all the different things in his life, and everyone is just speechless. <laughs> wow. I do remember that. I just don't remember the Scorpio yeah. Sky was there. That's what. Okay. He was in it. But yeah, no, Doctor Shelby. I got dude. I can see him be carny, carny enough to get him. Yeah, I, they just I, hired I, Jeff Jarrett. 
Dr. What? Shelby is all elite. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to this one. The Saved by the Bell of College Years is so much worse than the original Saved by the Bell. Uh, is, it po- <laughs> is it possible that Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison will be even worse now that they're just the blondes? Okay. Instead of the forest people. <laughs> what do you think of Griff Garrison? Do you think he sucks too, or do you think it's just Pillman? I think it's both of them. Okay. It take it takes two to tango. Griff Garrison makes TikToks. <laughs> like that's all I gotta say about him. <laughs> He's got a nice head of hair, but once Julia was gone, it was over. Julia was the the one, and I'm not making it like Julia was like so talented. It was just like I think people just liked her. Yeah, um, I agree. The college years, I have an affinity for. Like, I, I the, talk about the Saved by the Bell off the spinoff show. Mm-hmm. The one where Zach had the longer hair. And, I don't think uh, college years was super bad. Do you remember when they tried to reboot the show with, like, new kids in the school? Yes, I do. And Screech was yes, like, was he the assistant the principal? principal. Yeah. He was, like, the assistant principal or the principal. Yeah, I think Mr. Belden was still there. Yes, and they had, like, a, they had a few people that wound up being, like, somewhat well-known actresses and other things down the road. Yeah. Um, but I do remember. It was like Bayside had the same music. It had the same theme. It was just different people. And it was like, what the fuck is this? Right. But, um, yeah, and I also remember Bob Golick. Bob Golick was oh, one of the yeah. Mike yeah. Golick's brother. Yep, I remember that. Uh, I was like... And I would tell my dad, Dad, who did he play for? He'd go, oh, the Cleveland Browns. I'm like, no wonder I don't know who he is. <laughs> did you ever watch the Saved by the Bell reboot on uh, Peacock? I did not. My I watched wife one episode. couple episodes. And how was it? It was okay. I, okay. I don't know. It got like, canceled. They yeah. had this very awkward um, moment where they, the, the original cast was kind of remembering Dustin Diamond. It was Because for those who don't know, Dustin Diamond had – but he he died of cancer. Yeah. But he had a he also really had a big falling bad, out with them all. And a stuff. big falling out, a really bad second act to his career. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, he had some wrestling involvement with China. You can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dustin Diamond in China, right? No, no, that's X Pac in China. Dustin Diamond yeah. had a similar uh, endeavor that X Pac in China had. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is going to be hosting the Academy Awards for the third time this year. I don't know if Jimmy Kimmel has any of those tapes, but uh, if AEW went with a guest host role, what celebrity or notable name would you love to see host an episode of Dynamite? Hmm. Uh, not Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, damn it, I was going to say Bob Saget. He's dead. Um, oh, Bob yeah. Saget, wasn't he part of BWG for a while? Or Chikara? I don't think it was Chikara. Uh, he was involved somehow. Dennis Haskins was. Yeah, Dennis Haskins is like always trying to get on WWE Raw. Like, <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> um, I, dude, just because it would pick my college basketball brain. Because by the way, I did a pot college basketball review. <laughs> yep, on the big beat. preview show. Um, John Rothstein. Oh, okay, okay. And he would just do all of his catchphrases. The <laughs> CBS Sports guy. Uh, who do I want to host an episode? So when we say host, are we talking like they're in the booth with Tony and Taz or uh, in the ring? Back, backstage stuff, maybe an announcement appearance, but kind of like a jack of all trades, like the Muppet Show. Okay, I think I think my answer is Steve Harvey. 
That's not bad. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, just so she could sing all the themes. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad either. Uh, that, I do not want. I do not want it to be. Oh, what's her name? She just hosted SNL, and I watched it. I'm like, this girl is oh, not God, funny. Oh God, Amy Poehler. Yes. Oh, not Amy. Poehler. Not Amy Poehler. Um, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Oh, not funny. Uh, not funny at all. The show, the episode and, itself was okay, but she was not funny. What about what about Yay? Would Yay be okay? <laughs> not right now. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could have Kyrie Irving there with him and they could talk uh, about shared beliefs. Oh, I'm sure they would have quite the informative podcast together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would rapidly speculate almost more than we do. That would be a record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Only our rampant speculation doesn't cost us millions in endorsement deals. Um, by the way, one of the saddest parts about it is have you ever worn a pair of Yeezys? No, my no. kids. I, I will say this: Kyrie's shoes are very popular. Oh, the, the Kanye's Yeezys are even more so. My my sons both have Yeezys, and I've wore. A That's pair. Adidas, right? Yes, they are the most comfortable shoe you will ever wear. I will say this: they're really? a little ugly style. Well, let me let me say this: I have I love laceless shoes. Are these laceless shoes? Uh, no, no, they are not. the The problem I have with with high tops and like tennis shoes is that like I hate tying my shoes because I like. I, they always come undone, Same. so I hate having to go back and tie them. But you need that pressure because <clears throat> yep. otherwise, if you feel have like laceless shoes, off. Yeah. it's it, it feels like you're about to fall off, and it hurts your ankles really bad and your heels because you don't have that. You're not giving yourself that relief by tying the shoes. So, like, I wish I could just find the perfect laceless shoes. I've right. been looking for them. Well, have you heard of Hey Dudes? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That's there's a brand of shoes called Hey Dudes. They're like dress shoes sort of like 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 boat shoes you know what i mean uh they're pretty comfortable i got a pair of them um they're just slip-ons they don't have laces look into them we're just talking about all 90 shows we're talking about hey dude we're talking about saved by the bell <laughs> all right next question if donkey lips from salute your shorts was on aw who would you like to see him wrestle I don't think I would have recognized it. <laughs> Do you remember Donkey Lips and Salute Your Shorts? Oh my God! I, 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 first of all, I never, I never heard the word fart on national television until I watched Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, and I still remember the guy, the counselor in the theme song. He goes, "Get it right or pay the price." Get it right or pay the price. His, do you remember his name was it was uh, his counselor name was something Lee, and so they called him Ugg, like Ugg Lee. I'll see this. The Adventures of Pete and Pete, for those who don't remember this one. That show was ahead of its time. That was a good show. And that I, had to be a show with writers that like became really, really famous. I also um, – I used to love watching Are You Afraid of the Dark on SNCC. Loved it. Yep. Loved it. Submitted like, for the like, approval of the Midnight Society, the return of Brody King. <laughs> That's what that's what that's what uh, the the segment with Julia Hart is. She's she's getting by the campfire and yeah, she's just throw those up. ashes on the fire. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Pac told Ray Phoenix to use the Hummer in his thick accent in order to win the All Atlantic title. Use the Hummer. Use the Hummer, which is what he calls this Hummer. Um, Ray Phoenix rejected that, which has led to some tension. But does this mean? That the person who tried to run over Hulk Hogan in 1999, 1999 was a young Pac? Was he a bastard <laughs> all the way back then? This means Pac was like 12 years old. <laughs> or probably maybe probably the same height that he is now, just <laughs> less mu- muscular, right? <laughs> Listen, if someone had to pay for their sins, it was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. 
Um, do you think we'll ever see a White Hummer on dynamite? Oh God, yeah. I mean, this is Captain Callback. Like, yeah. there's always something where it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Look, Jeff you Garrett's know. here. So we're already, if we're playing the Kevin Bacon game, we've already connected four dots. All right. I'm going to throw a new question there. What bad TNA gimmick will resurface in AEW thanks to Jeff Jarrett and the writers? Uh, did you know the reverse the, battle royal? Did you know the killer spelled back relic spelled backwards as killer? <laughs> uh, I, I, I can just see Jeff walking up to these former TNA people that are in AEW and giving them PTSD of like, hey, remember that terrible thing you did for me on Impact? Can you do that for well, me it's again? Funny. When they're doing the, the Billy Gunn birthday bash, they kind of made a joke about it. They said he won the the Wrestling Observer worst promotional yeah, tactic the of the year. Yeah, the reverse battle royal. The reverse battle royal, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if A King you... of the Mountain match. For those who don't know, you need to – am I saying this Was right? the one you with need the to, penalty boxes? Yes, and you also had to get the belt and hang them on the pedestal. Yeah, it was so To stupid. win. It's like – Like, dude, it's like an episode of Fixer Upper. Yeah, like, it, here's the thing with wrestling. It's been around so long that thinking you can reinvent it completely is a failed cause. Like you can, there's still a possibility of innovation. I I won't deny that, and there's still the possibility of new stuff. It's like Boris Johnson said, "It's pro wrestling, (laughs) stupid." (laughs) It's like Boris Johnson. Don't blame me. I voted for Sarah Huckabee. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's ask a couple questions. Uh, Now that the group called the Firm has become a big deal in AEW, what other John John Grisham titles could? John Grisham novel titles could be used uh, in AEW for faction man, names. My dad loved those books. We had them. Oh, all. I've read like ten of them, man. Michael Crichton. My my grandmother loved Stephen King. Yeah. And Patricia. Cornwell. My dad loved Stephen King. I know people call them the thumbnail novels because you could buy them at the grocery store. But like, right, dude, like everyone bought them and everyone read them. But um, yeah, Grisham. I'm thinking of all of them. Like, let me just guess. Like, throw a bunch of names. Like, Runaway Jury. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I mean, you could probably do a the, pel- eh, the Pelican Brief. The Pelican Brief might actually work. Someone from New Orleans, maybe the Ricky Starks and Emma Stable called the Pelican Brief. Yeah. Um. Uh. A Time to Kill. Oh. That seems too easy. Though. That could be Swerve's group. Uh. That's that's the one where Sam Jackson goes. Yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. Yeah, I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> That's, That's actually like a really KBL. good movie. That's a good movie. I'm trying to think of some other one. The Client? So there's actually a really, really notable one that does fit with wrestling. Okay, what is it? The Rainmaker. Just burn. Oh, shit. <laughs> like... Wasn't that Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito yeah, was Danny in The Danny DeVito Rainmaker. and Matt Damon. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Can you see DeVito eating The Rainmaker from Kazuko? <laughs> Uh, speaking of um, speaking of lariats, what do you think of the ripcord lariat for Jamie Hader? I don't like that finish. Yeah, they need something a little tougher. Yeah, I don't know. she's so big and strong. I feel like she should do something a little more impressive physically. Like, like when Okada does it, he puts hot, he puts sauce on it. Right. Like it looks like it hurts right. when he does it. Yeah. And also know. the 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 seller, the person who takes it, is like goes inside out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's a fine transition move. As a finish, nah, nah. Is John Grisham still alive? Uh, Michael Crichton probably. is dead. Michael Crichton wrote Jurassic Park, right? He did. He wrote Jurassic Park. He wrote The Running Man. He wrote Sphere. Oh, he wrote Running Man? 
Yeah, to Arnold Schwarzenegger, he wrote it. Yeah. He also wrote Westworld, I want to say. Wow, okay. <clears throat> oh, dude, like, Crichton was the man. Yeah. Speaking of Jurassic Park, if Luchasaurus had won the All-Atlantic Championship, which foreign land would he have represented? <laughs> I don't know. Crustaceous <laughs> Island from the land of the lost? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Maybe he'd represent the N64 game Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Turok. That was a comic book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I like that would have been funny if he'd have won it. It's like, okay, what where do you what yeah. area do you represent? So you know how like Marvel has Wakanda, like in the Marvel yes. universe? They got a movie coming out. Yep. Yeah. I think that there might be like a dinosaur land in comic books. Well, there's do- there there's Kazar. The, the character is Kazar. Oh, is that what it is? Kazarni? And I, and I think, <laughs> I think it was called the Savage Land. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Kazar is the person, or those are the people? Like, Kazar is the name of the person, like oh. the guy from the tribe. I like thought you said that the land was Kazar because then, if you spoke, if you were Kazar from Kazar and you spoke the language, you would be speaking Kazarni. <laughs> like Bizarro. The Savage Land. land. No, you're it's, right. I think it is the Savage Land. I remember that one. Ben yeah. Morse, please fact check us. Stop watching Smallville and fact check. <laughs> Is he doing research for the Nexium documentary? Yeah, no, he's he really has been. Uh... Did you did you hear the story? I'm sure you know this, but I, I really took a deep dive on this documentary about um, Nexium. Um, not stomach pill that helps get rid of your GERD. Um, no, is that the guy the, that's in, in NXT the celebrity right now? Sex the masked wrestler in NXT? There's that Axiom. That's Axiom. <laughs> so Nexium was a like a cult in California, like a self-help cult. And two of the members, one of them was Allison Mack, who was on Smallville. Oh yeah, yeah, the sex. She cult. got wrapped up in basically like part, like the part. There was a part of this cult that wound up being like a bunch of sex slaves. Yes, yeah, I remember that. And Allison Mack wound up going to jail for it from Smallville. That's what happened. Jeez. That's why Rodney Mack's always been my favorite of the Macs. <laughs> <laughs> or the Mack. Yeah, the Mac. My Mac. Um, I'm always waiting for Mac to return. Like, you know how they have Return of the Mac? Like, where did he go? Like, yeah. you, have to, you have to leave to, to return. To a sex cult, obviously. <laughs> Uh, so Andrew, did you get any of the adult Happy Meals from McDonald's? No, did you? Uh, yeah, my wife did. She likes to, like, do fun stuff like that, like... My daughter's got a few. Yeah, um, I don't say fun stuff. I mean, we're eating McDonald's, but, like, stuff that's, like, kitschy. My wife will do it in pictures and put it on social media, but, uh, we got the Grimace toy, but it has four eyes instead of two. If AEW provided the toys, uh, what would they be in the adult Happy Meals? Oh, Bleeding John Moxley. Oh, yeah. For sure, he's, zombie, the ke- zombie, he's the ketchup packet. <laughs> zombie John Moxley. Yeah. He just you no. Know they do him. zombie versions of all the characters. Yeah, he just squeezes them and ketchup pours out. <laughs> I will say this: so I was um I was in a brand new Target, brand spanking new, like so new they didn't even stock the shelves yet. Oh wow! And I go to the toys just because I'm like, okay, you know, because you showed me a picture of some toys. I was like, oh, where did you get, did you get them at Walmart? He goes, no, 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 I found them at Target mm. for AEW. And I was like, okay, so I guess Target is selling them now. So I go there to the new Target, and right there hanging on an end cap, 
right next to each other. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. There you go. They're like $22 a piece, man. It's ridiculous. That's a lot. It's a and lot. And then the belt. Well, we'll say the belt does look nice. Yeah. When you see the commemorative one, it does look kind of nice. Yeah. It's mostly WWE. Yeah. It's mostly WWE. Yeah. Well, because WWE knows that more adults buy those toys than kids, and they like they release whole series of old wrestlers. Like I was there the other day, and I saw a macho, like an NWO macho man. Like, That's so, kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool, but so specific to a to an audience. No, know? like I'm trying to think of some other Happy Meal toys. Hmm. Uh, Athena with her wings. Yeah. And you can retract them. <laughs> retract And then you have, you have an accessory, you have, or you can, whose head you can drop. <laughs> well, I, I think you could just, like, uh, Eddie Kingston fork, so you don't have to eat with your hands. Uh, <laughs> uh, like little yeah, scissors things. Scissors. Like, just like, the, or they just, like, you know how sometimes you, like, you do the hand gesture thing, but you have, like, the string attached so that when they, like, um, when you trigger them, they just kind of, like, clamp together? <laughs> yeah. You just have that with the scissors. <laughs> when they just keep clamping together, the scissors. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I think we've, I think we hit the end of the questions. All right. We're done with it, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like, by the time we reconvene, it's going to be, four will have been done. Yeah. And and we go into winter is coming. Yeah, like, this was supposed to be, like, more of a full gear preview show, but I think next week, if we were taping next week, it would have been a better yeah, the time week for that. Yeah, would have been right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think this Dynamite, the Dark Dynamite, the Dynamite that's already aired by the time this episode comes out, I think this is when we'll really start to see the car really flesh out. Um, I, We talked about how they're doing a, I mean, we can, we're, I think we're going to expand more on it when we get to the new year but they're going to the west coast a lot in the early part of 2020 which i think is good like we talked about diminishing ticket sales and things like that well they've been been in the the same markets you may exactly you made this point on the last show they've been in the east coast for a long time now. yeah it's time to get out of there yeah like it's it's okay to like hit those markets but don't dry them up like right. the, the attendance on one of those shows the baltimore one was kind of scary well because even if was, you're in the, a different city a lot of those cities are close together like new york and you know like atlantic city are not that far apart <laughs> you know yeah and so, one and i do have some bad news for you another battle of the belts in january in portland Oregon. i saw that come on man why why like these Nobody cares. When you program people to not care about a show, they will not care about the later installments. Right. So don't even do them. Like, yeah, just deep six it. Um, they go to Fresno for the first time. Uh, California, that yep. is. Yeah, Fresno, and, uh, Pacific Northwest is coming. Let me ask you this. I have never been to Lexington, Kentucky. They're going there January 25th, probably the week before the Super Bowl. Maybe I take that back because there's an extra week in the NFL, so it's two weeks before the Super yeah. Bowl. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's worth it to go to Lexington, Kentucky, to Rupp Arena? Or uh, where I've never been there. I've driven through Kentucky, but I don't think I've ever been there. You mean for them like, to, to make the visit to go see AW? To make a visit to go see them? I, I wouldn't think so. It's Kentucky, okay. man. Like, uh, they'll be back in New Orleans at some point. Yeah, I've been I've been to Kentucky. What have I been to in Kentucky? I've been to the Louisville Slugger Museum. Uh, the der- the Derby. No, I've never been there. Uh, I want to th- say Mammoth Caves. It's like a big cave place. I think that's in Kentucky. I've been to that. I might even have you been to Tennessee, the though. Have you been to the Yum Center? Nope, <laughs> I have not. 
<laughs> I have not. I just love the fact that Reen is called the Yum Center. Yeah. I mean, if you are in Cincinnati, you're really, really close to Kentucky, too. Like, Cincinnati's basically the south border of Ohio, then you cross Ohio the water. Ohio, too, right. Yeah, you can yeah, just you cross the water here to Kentucky, so. Yeah. And Cincinnati's about as far south as I'd like to So, go. So skip, skip out on it, because if they're going south, which is what I'm guessing from the Lexington thing. Yeah. Um, that might mean they might hit some trips down back in Mississippi and Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. I know Greg Phillips would be thrilled about it, but yeah. uh, a boy can dream. <laughs> they right. got to get to a different coast other than the East and the Midwest. Like, yeah. they, come on. We need to, like, share the wealth. You're going West in January. Come back down here. We'll treat you good. The North-South can actually treat you good. <laughs> exactly. The South side, the North has already been, you've already been up North once. We'll come back. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back for you. But Well, uh, I think also they're dipping, there. I, I think a lot of these places are dipping there too. I think I sent you a thing that like WWE's going back to Detroit a couple times in the next couple did, of months. Yes, down and uh, Raw. Uh, Raw. Grand Although Rapids. Grand Rapids is the other side of the state. So it's... It's two hours. I just don't understand why these two companies took so long to do a show there. Like, I knew they were going to do well when they did Blood and Guts. Yeah. Like, I knew it. I don't know. Now, the only, now they can't wait to go back. Yeah, the only thing I could think is that COVID just changed everything. Put everything on yeah. a different trajectory. But, I don't know. We're so far out of that. I don't know that that's an excuse anymore. Yeah, I brought my mask to the, to the pole. I didn't even need it. Yeah. I, I was like, I really, today. I honest to God didn't know. I was like, if I go to a political, like, um, if I go to a government facility, do I have to wear a mask? I really didn't know. Yeah, I the had to wear a mask today no. because my wife uh, had a medical procedure done, and so we had to wear a mask while we were there. Um, so I wore my cane mask because it's voting day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means you won. <laughs> yeah, right. So I wore my axiom, my axiom mask. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, because supposedly yeah. isn't this a, isn't this a character that they have on NXT where like he's like like he's like Stephen Hawking. He has like a genius at equations. Is that really what it is? Is he Stephen Hawking in the sense that he's like like he's like like no 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 not like that not like that like he's like like he's like a beautiful mind type of thing. Oh, like, gotcha. He he can he figures out equations on how to defeat you kind of thing. Like he's a hmm. like he's a stat nerd. So he's the guy. modern day genius. Right. Yeah, but he's a lucha. But he's a, like a cruiserweight style. Interesting. Like that's how I do my notes. I do it in my 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 analytics mask. Right. <laughs> if you had a character for your analytical version of yourself, like who would it? What, what would it look like? Um. Oh man. Some sort like, of number crunch. It's like. It's like okay, wife. I, I need to I need to get in character mode. I have serious work to do. <laughs> Mine would be the procrastinator, I think, because <laughs> I wait till it's running out of time. Would it Would it look like Chris Jericho when he put on Ian Riccoboni's glasses? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is, yeah. Why were they picking on Ian Riccoboni so much? I don't much? know. More than once, too. I'm telling you, that's final battle. It's Jericho versus Riccoboni. That's the main event. <laughs> that should be the blow-off. <laughs> That's the blow-off. It's uh, Riccoboni and Jericho. And the cheeseburger runs in for the save. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby Cruz. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so it's so weird seeing Bobby Cruz in the ring. Like, it always throws me off. Like, what's he doing here? Dude, he got a tan one night on one of those shows that scared the bejesus out of me. It would have made Taz blush. 
<laughs> well, Taz likes to make people who work at the tanning salons blush by whipping out his wiener. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the Hummer. <laughs> Would you like to see the Hummer? <laughs> Scissor me. <laughs> oh gosh. On that note, I think we could probably call this one a wrap. Yeah. Two weeks for episode number thirty-two, or as we call it, the Shaquille O'Neal episode. Um, yes. Yeah, episode 31's done. There's no cash-in at the end on yeah, this By one. the way, rest in peace to Aaron Carter, who uh, did beat Shaq at basketball, speaking of Shaq. So, uh, That's sad. Yeah. Dude, he, um, he had a really – if you look – if you Tough really life. dig deep – if you dig deep into some of his videos, he mentally was in a bad place. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't say that to speak ill of him. Just as I mentioned Shaq, I thought of the song because – he did just pass away this week, but yeah, I mean, tough life. Like, guy who was rich and famous right from the start shows that all the riches and all the fame isn't really everything, you know? Um, life is more than that, so yeah. I don't want to end on a bummer, so does Boris Johnson have anything to really take us out on a high I have no idea. I mean, he's double booked like Wheeler Yuta was. Yeah, that's true. Boris Johnson hasn't been on the last four episodes. He's going to show up and join well, the Well, you know why You know why he's double booked? Huh. He gets his flights double booked because he's so fat that he has to sit in two seats. <laughs> well, as our good friend W. Morrissey would say, <laughs> the W stands for what? Infl- inflation's killing us all. <laughs>
this sunny afternoon. 